0: Welcome to Retro Rewind. Get ready to dust off the VHS tapes and journey back in time with us. Whether you're a seasoned cinephile or a curious time traveler, our podcast is your portal to the past. So grab your welcome and adjust your tracking, and let's dive into the world of Retro Rewind.
1: This week, we're discussing the 1984 spy adventure film Cloak and Dagger, directed by Richard Franklin and starring Henry Thomas and Dabney Coleman. Based on a short story called The Boy Who Cried Murder by Cornell Warwick, I hope I said that right, Uh The movie was written by Tom Holland, not the young Tom Holland that's Spider-Man. In the film, Henry Thomas plays 11-year-old Davey Osborne, not Super Dave Osborne, who likes to pretend that he's a spy when he is given top-secret military information hidden in a video game cartridge, which seems very likely. He finds himself on the run from actual spies while trying to convince everyone that his usual flights of fantasy are indeed real this time. Andy, let's discuss Cloak and Dagger.
0: Cloak and Dagger. Gary, I got this, was a, <laughs> this was fun. Yeah, I got notes too. But this was a fun one. I'm gonna oh, lead. I'm gonna lead with this was fun. Oh um, yeah. All Definitely. right. Let me. I'll quickly do my thing with some numbers that we have, and um, and we'll move into the the joy of Cloak and Dagger. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has this thing sitting currently at 67 and 56. So um yeah. budget i couldn't find a number on budget um and i'm sure it may be out there but it's not really that important i just couldn't find one box office for this though that this was uh in uh, what was this 80
1: 84 or god damn
0: yep. blank 84 uh it it earned 9.7 million which isn't great adjusted for in uh inflation or uh, time uh, they said that it came out to be about thirty million dollars. I did find a website that did the adjustment, uh as you stated, written by Tom Holland, not the Tom Holland that everybody falls in love with uh he's known for psycho two, mm-hmm. fright night, child's play, dinner, and the Langoliers so oh, really uh, you and I being fans of uh one s King. We enjoyed those films.
1: Yeah, I actually have written down that he wrote and directed Fright Night, which was his debut directing. You uh, know, I don't recall that film. Oh, really? I really enjoyed that movie back then.
0: Yeah, but well, you also enjoyed Flash Gordon, so. I stand behind it.
1: Um, He also (laughs) wrote and directed Child's Play, which you mentioned, and wrote and directed Thinner. Um, Just that additional note that he directed those as well, so.
0: Yeah, uh, so um, directed by Richard, this one, Cloak and Dagger, was directed by Richard Franklin, as you'd stated, who also, he directed Frank, uh, Psycho 2. Uh, and then one that you and I have uh, some joy with was uh, FX2, The Deadly Art of Illusion. I love the FX movies. He said, I read a little, a little blurb by." he said, after his experience with FX2, he left Hollywood and went back to Australia.
1: <laughs> uh, so, I, think, I think he did do some television stuff after, though yeah um, later i've got him down as doing um some television episodes for the lost world and Beastmaster as well so
0: yeah so he's kind of in this fantasy realm yeah uh, and one little note that i I found interesting is that he was set that one time was set to direct lost boys oh really uh, uh but he did not of course but he was set to do it so uh interesting Anyway, yeah, that's all i got on that information there
1: uh, I'll note that it was filmed in San Antonio, which yes. we know this was my first, uh, this is the first time probably a lot of people that if they'd never been there grown up or in Texas, my first time seeing the Riverwalk, which was predominantly yeah. featured in one of the chase scenes, actually, a couple scenes in it, really, yes. Yes. Um, which I loved. And I was like, man, I'd love to go see that someday. And which which I finally did with you when we we later did that, which and I I think we both like cloak and dagger, man. Yep, 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 sure did. Uh, Also, the Alamo. um, I have a note that although filming was not allowed in it, they did film the facade. Obviously, yes, Uh, they recreated the inside for the filming of the scenes that happened on the inside. I also have uh, one other note. Um, The uh, well, actually, I have a few more notes. Then we can get into the actual movie and our thoughts. Yeah. Um this was initially released as a double feature with the movie The Last Starfighter. Oh, okay. Don't know if you're familiar with that movie. I don't know if you saw that as a kid because I, I sci fi, so I know that you're kind of iffy when it comes to yeah.
0: that. I mean I just I can't I can't buy into sci-fi, man.
1: Dude, one of my favorite movies. I love Last Starfighter. And we're probably gonna have to do that one. Yeah. Um another note, Last Starfighter has a lot of the tones from Ready Player One. I mean, I think he pulled, Ernest Klein pulled a lot of stuff from a lot of the old movies and different things that we're all fans of. Uh, predominantly Last last Starfighter, I'd say the the basic idea behind that really followed into into oh, that's, a, that's good to know. Um, there was an arcade version of Cloak and Dagger, but I guess they never actually made a game for the Atari 5200, which is featured in the movie, so um, I'm sure they really wanted that to happen, but I guess it did not. Um and I'll also note that the the short story that Cornell Woolrich wrote, The Boy Who Cried Murder. Um there were other adaptations from that story from yeah. other movies. Um I've got The Window from nineteen forty nine, The Boy Who Cried Murder from nineteen sixty six and eyewitness from nineteen seventy. All of those apparently the story must feature that the kids actually saw murder, which is what happens in here, but there's more to it. Um Spoiler. Yeah. It's it's happening right here. <laughs> Uh, and uh so uh, so you can kind of see where where this story took it and put a little bit of a different spin on it um yeah i mean look uh, let me bump in for a
0: minute I, i love the way holland wrote this yeah because this story was written God, what in the 30s
1: 40s, um 40s old. i think or
0: yeah i think and 40. and he took this story now I, I didn't read the story i don't know if you've read the story i've never I'm i didn't not. know it was based on a story till till i did my research but holland did a fantastic job in my opinion this this non-educated film critic's opinion that i thought he did a fantastic job modernizing this and and really playing on the little and a little uh cloak and dagger type you know
1: mm-hmm. i i well there's love- also there's also a nice little um so I mean we can just kind of jump into to things here. Let's do it, baby. Some right. of it's gonna kind of come into play anyway. So Dabney Coleman not only plays the father of Henry Thomas's character, but also his imaginary friend, which I, t- I didn't write down what the guy's name was off top of my Jack name. Flack. Thank you. Oh that's right, because I kept thinking they were saying Jack Black
0: first. Yeah, exactly. I did the same uh, thing.
1: Jack Black's in this movie. Um I mean, it was funny because it was clear that with it being his dad, there's there's also an underlying father being his hero kind of thing playing yeah. out. Um, I love the way that they shot some of the scenes, uh, especially yeah. this one behind me. It was really interesting how they shot that um, to make it look like he's seeing the reflection off of another building that's above him and all that. Yeah. Um, and, and the way they played with uh, with jack flack yeah and he appeared in in different jack um, so yeah anyway what was well, your I, uh,
0: I i love you know, we, you, let's go back to san antonio for a minute um, i'm a fan and i th- I think a lot of people are this way too i'm a fan of when i i watch a movie and i've i could see i could recognize a place that i've been to yeah and of course you know, we, the river walk which we talked about and then there are spots of the river walk that I specific, I, I know right where that's at. Oh my God, that's so cool. Of course. And we'd been to the Alamo and all that. Yeah. So, um, that was awesome. Uh, the couple little notes I have, if you want to hear just a couple of the notes that are just, again, I always look for just nitpicky kind of ridiculousness, but that's not taken away from the film. Cause I truly love this film. I'm not going to even beat around the bush. I enjoy it. I still enjoyed it. Um, I loved in the simpler times you're talking 83, 84. Uh, kids are allowed to just ride the bus and roam around the city freely. Yeah. Just, you know, bus pass heading downtown. I'll see you later. Leave a note for your parents. I'll be back later. Right. I, I enjoyed that innocence because, uh, y- while you and I didn't necessarily have that freedom, we had a lot of freedom when we were kids that age. I mean, yeah, I, I, I was gone most of the time. My parents didn't know I was riding my, my mongoose BMX bike to Eastgate mall. <laughs> just yeah. cranking along you know down the road so uh that was interesting to me i like when davy henry thomas's character enters the building on the mission to get the twinkies <laughs> right for morris and he has a gun in his hand now it's a toy gun uh,
1: yes i know i thought that was hilarious too <laughs>
0: Hey. Uh, security sees the gun and a uh, nary, uh, panicked moment, nothing, just right. like all these kids, rascals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, today that would be a full on shut the building down and a SWAT That's team would be there.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: By the way, Morris Gary was played by, um, William Forsythe totally i mean i i kept looking at him going man that guy looks familiar and i looked it up i was like oh my god yeah i didn't see that at all yeah, yeah. but uh uh louis anderson was a cab driver did you catch that i
1: don't think i did
0: L- oh, wait, so when he's wait, trying to that get
1: that a that cab did. yeah i did when he when he's on the yeah i did i remember yeah, that
0: he's like i gotta get the airport but i can't pay it he's like get out of right. here kid yeah um and then of course the simpler times at the airport where you could just you know run. Without right. running through TSA and yeah. uh, all the, the security you had to go through, You're just running through the airport, stopping, talking to people, I, I I long for that innocence that we used to have, and and I know yeah. we'll never have that again. But I just enjoy, I, I like these snapshots where you can watch the stuff you look back in time, and that's like you know, that's not make believe. Like you could walk up, you used to be able to meet people at the plane. Right. You'd have go meet them at the gate and walk them out. You'd have to wait down at the luggage claims. But yeah, I mean, that's this uh, a, a pet peeve of mine. I have one. Well, I have many, but this in specifica, um, and this is just because as I you know I worked in the glass industry, <laughs> okay. So I know a little bit. Not I'm not an expert, but I do know that when a van crashes into a phone booth and then into a building, and the driver is thrown through the windshield. <laughs> um that's not plate glass in a windshield. It's, it's laminated safety glass. So there's not these big jagged pieces like you would see in a broken window in your house. And, uh, I don't It'd know be, why it was
1: simpler times.
0: <laughs> it must've been, maybe they weren't plate glass back then. Maybe it's me, Gary. <laughs> well, Well played, sir. And I know that's, that's stupid. I admit it's stupid, but when I watch a film, I'm like, it's, that's not, you don't need to do that. Like you could have him eject through the windshield without being plate glass. Like that seems way more dangerous. Yeah. Uh, and then I just wish to God we'd have got the video game for this thing.
1: No kidding. I tell you when they showed the, uh, when they showed the video game store, ah, right. oh, man, it was just, it, it, I mean, it really sucks you back in time to when, when this, uh, I remember going to Sears and looking at all the games, yeah. of the Atari, and just it, the art was always way better you think than oh, uh, oh you know yeah. it's funny you'd look at the graphics on it be like this is going to be the coolest freaking game ever And
0: it it's just blocks <laughs> oh, <yeah.
1: laughs> ridiculous like i, I
0: bought know. the journey video game because i thought i'd be working with journey on a tour bus <laughs> uh if you've never played the journey video game it is uh wildly disappointing is overselling this game <laughs> fucking horrible but the box was like the journey scarab thing. I was like, Oh my God, this is the coolest game. I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to learn how to ride a tour bus.
1: Yeah. Gotta love it, man. I, I really did. Um, this movie to me, it did. It, it is like you said, it's a, it's a portal to a time forgotten, a time we live through. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's really, it's awesome to see it. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's a it's a family movie really it's not um cool to i don't i don't think kids today would even give a crap about to be honest with you but um no
0: because because the cynicism of the youth of today because like think about gary like our kids do not know a world without a cell phone yeah that's so okay. Alex would be like, why didn't they just get the cell phone out? Why didn't just call 911 and get GPS? It's like we didn't have any of those options.
1: They were lucky to have those walkie-talkies that they stole from that dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, from Boris. I mean, but so I guess I, I would imagine everybody has films in their life. And, and we've said this before about other things. It could be music. It could be a book you read as a child there are certain things that this is where i, I would uh, i would say to people time travel does exist if you allow it to happen yeah so watching this film i could go back to being a a, a kid um i mean we would have seen this probably on our a- aforementioned on tv before it's probably where i would have seen this probably maybe, yeah. maybe early cable i think it'd see in a the theater i know that yeah, i did not and i just remember when i saw it because I, what caught my is because we had been to San Antonio before that I saw this movie, and it caught my eye. And God, it's just there's an innocence in it, and you, 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 I just got lost in it watching the film. Like I found myself having to make sure I took some notes because I was so wrapped up in time. Yeah, yesterday I was wrapped up in that yesterday. So uh, I this was a pure joy to watch. This yeah, was just absolute joy. I, I don't have. I hated to have anything negative to say about it, but, um, you know, it's it's just nitpicky things. The film was fun. I think the, the Rotten Tomatoes is a little harsh on it. Yeah. But, yeah. And I was but, trying to know. remember.
1: I think I'm, I, I really honestly think I only saw this back then once. I don't remember this being a repeat view for me.
0: So, oh, see, I thought you would have like had this on like a loop. No, but, um, because this is really your your wheelhouse, because you're so you were so into this kind of adventures and games. Yep. Uh, I that I wasn't. Yeah,
1: yeah. For some reason, um, this is not one that I saw a whole bunch, but I but I always loved it. Like I always remembered it. Um, yeah, like like you said, when we did go to uh, San Antonio, we were at the Riverwalk. Same thing that always stuck with me. For some reason, that that Riverwalk I thought was the coolest damn thing. Back then, as a kid, and I always wanted to go there, and so getting a yeah. chance to do that was really cool. And it, it did; it brought the movie back. And, um, but yeah, it still is. Time.
0: If you've never been to San Antonio, you should go. It's a beautiful city to visit. Um, I, and I read also, Gary, this was um, this film was was really geared towards Henry Thomas because he was coming off his ET fame. Yeah, and they wanted to kind of piggyback onto that. And do you know why they shot it in San Antonio? I do. I do. Tell, tell the fans. Tell because the tell the one person. That's,
1: that's where Henry Thomas lived.
0: Yeah, lived in San Antonio. Yeah. um I tell you one last thing. I forgot that I did double check because I when I saw the credits roll, it's like music by Brian May. I was like, holy shit! Oh,
1: that's right. I forgot about that.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. not Brian May from Queen. Oh, it's not. <laughs> it's not.
1: I didn't look it up because I forgot. But.
0: I looked it up because I was like, "Oh no way! He was in the score movies back then." I looked it up and like, and it says, "This is not Brian May from Queen. It's someone else who <laughs> was like a famous film score person." Oh so, uh, well. For a minute, I thought you know, one vision, baby,
1: can't have it all. <laughs> coming off the uh, coming off the Flash Gordon high. and like, uh, dagger. All right, well, anything else before we uh, sign off on this episode?
0: No, but I just beg anybody, if you're of a certain age, go back and watch this movie. You yeah. you, you, will not be disappointed. Yep. It's a fun and entertaining watch. Trust the Video Aces on this one.
1: <laughs> They're really great guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks a lot, everybody. Please like, comment, subscribe. Watch Cloak and Dagger and let us know what you think about it or do you recall seeing it? And have you visited the Riverwalk? Let us know. And Damney Coleman still reminds me of my father-in-law. I'm out of here.
0: This has been a Touch of Madness production brought to you by the creative minds at Tommy Twins Media.